All right, all right, let's go. And what are we going to talk about today, Tim? Okay, Cindy and Dad, we're going to take uh, questions from social media, and we got this one almost immediately after the play, uh, after the final oh, game. Yeah. And it's from uh, it's from Jordan from Facebook, and he says, "Don, you've worked for Hockey Night in Canada a long time, and I'd like Gordon. to ask you a question: Who picks the songs at the end of the playoffs? I love Gordon Lightfoot, but if you could read my mind, love." I guess yeah. uh, no. I would not say that's the best song to represent hockey. Mm, so I, who who picks the songs? I think Ron. Well, I think Ron picks the songs. I don't know if he does anymore, but he used to. Uh, I I well, I wouldn't. Well, you like the Remember the one he did long time ago? He picked. Uh, Love Hangover by Diana Ross. Oh yeah, no, remember when, that one? Yeah, and they did. And if if you know that tune, it doesn't pick up to about three minutes in. It's a long minutes, song. It's a long song, and and then that boom, boom, boom. When they <laughs> they started it right off the top, it's a really slow, methodical. It's, slow it's not yeah. as slow as if you could read my mind, though. <laughs> well, I would have Viva Las Vegas. A little more, uh, a little more action. A little more action and less talk. That that would have been mine. But well, me. I think the best song, the best story you have about songs is when the Montreal Canadiens won in Montreal in the Forum. Oh yeah. So the, they had the opening song was what? I forget. Uh, Weem away, weem away. Remember that song? Weem away, uh, weem away. How's it going? Yeah, I like that. A weem away, a weem. The lion sleeps tonight. That's right. So. We were we were stuck we were stuck in uh, the forum. We couldn't get out. They were having a riot. Why were they having a riot? Well, they won the cup, so they, you know people oh, I guess smash things, right? I guess they had to smash things up. So we couldn't get out. Yeah, and we and we were we were locked in the forum there. So there was a bar there, and naturally we're having a bar. So I started to sing that song, and boy, and and, and Ronnie Harrison, he was a director. He got mad. And then Ron got mad, and uh, now that I see that he got mad, oh, I I had a lot of fun that time. Wanted that song. I don't know why. Because they, I guess they said it was the Lions sleep tonight, and Montreal's like the Lions of winter or something like that, like something some like obscure this. thing like that. Everybody was watching, go, why would they do a weem away? Well, I was thinking, well, who's the lion in this in this thing? Like, was Montreal? Montreal, was, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. And and. Remember the time you're talking about at the end of playoffs that you were in uh, when the Rangers won in New York? You guys couldn't get out, and we could not get out. And I said, and they had the horses all the way around and and cars, and and they thought there was going to be a riot there. And I I said to uh, the ambulance there, I said to the driver, I said, you could drive you, and he says, yeah. I said, okay, we'll give you ten dollars a piece if you take. You know what I remember about that was Harry Neal had his wife there. 
And I get, I took the ten dollars. And I said, well, $10 for your wife. Well, I thought my wife would get free. I said, no, nobody gets free in this big world. So did he put on the siren? Did everything to get out? No, he just dove right, dove right out. Uh-huh. Rode, and you know, nobody's going to stop us, uh, an ambulance. Anyhow, we had a lot of fun. I thought you were going to say like 100 bucks or something. And you gave him 10 bucks? Uh, well, it's like about six, six people or seven people. Well, so I think there was uh, seven people, 70 bucks. And, mm. he, and all he did was drive out. No, I would never have picked. Uh, uh, and you're you a Gordon re- Lightfoot fan. You've seen. Oh, Gold- I am. I went to see him. Yeah. I went to see him. Uh, the la- one of his last shows. I went to see him. So, Dad, this one comes from a lot of people, Cindy. And mm. you know how the internet is ripe with conspiracy theorists. I don't know how many times I've seen people say that Gary Bettman ha- hates Canadian hockey teams, and that a Canadian team will never win the Stanley Cup. As long as Gary Bettman is commissioner. Uh, I, I am not with the NHL anymore, so it doesn't make any difference. But Gary Bettman, if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't have been Calgary in the league and there wouldn't have been wouldn't have been the Oilers in the league. Remember when the dollar was down, yeah. way down? and, and uh, He did kind of the revenue sharing yeah. to help them out. Yeah. It was like, what, it was like, it was like 60 cents on the dollar? Yeah. And they pay, you know, because they got to pay all the players in American money. And don't forget that uh, in and, 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 uh, 2015, McDavid was now, Buffalo should have, you know. They would have, they have the lottery, right? Yeah, they had the best lottery with 20%. Arizona was 13. Oilers was 11. Oilers jumped up two spots to get the number one pick was with McDavid. So he's done pretty good for, for uh, oh, Edmonton. Yes, yeah. But if Gary Bettman hated teams, well, he does oh, hate, hate Canadian teams, he would have won. McDavid to go to Arizona. Yeah, they would have a new building by yeah. now. Yeah, they would. If he had gone to to Arizona, they'd have had a new building somewhere. Right. I don't know where, but I think he was shocked, right? Because I think he was all primed to go to Buffalo. Yeah. Because you know Buffalo, his parents live in you know the Toronto area. They drive down, and you know it'd be perfect, right? Yeah. And um, he, Not, he was shocked. He, he did pretty good. He's done pretty oh, good. Yeah, 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 for sure. So. Can't say that. Well, he's making a hundred million, and he, they're on the cusp. So, so you're saying that whole conspiracy theory of Batman hating Canadian teams is doesn't hate them. I know for a fact he doesn't hate them. He left the fight again, didn't he? I mean, uh, if we if we had got somebody else, wait till the next guy gets in there. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, the next commissioner gets in there. The way the world's going. Okay, Dad, this is from Connor from Facebook, and uh, he says that he just watched Slapshot for the millionth time. I mean, how many times have we all watched that show, eh? yeah. that movie? Uh, I love the scene where the Hanson brothers go into the stands. Did you ever do that in your minor hockey career? Why do, you, why do they always have to put minor hockey career? Yeah. What, what does he mean by that? But anyway, Anyhow. do you ever end up in the stands? I remember my second year, I was playing for uh, Springfield, and uh, I I don't know what I was going in the penalty box for, but I was going in the penalty box, and this guy reached over and grabbed my sweater. I don't know why he would. So anyhow, I grabbed him and jumped backwards, and naturally, he landed on top of me, and I looked around, and the players had come on the ice. So did you fall in the penalty box or fall him back on no, the ice? No, on the ice. You fell back I on the ice. The, I pulled him back right around the ice. I looked up, and there, and there is Glenn Sawmore, the, our coach, kicking him. Oh, I, I felt sorry for the guy because I could feel the kick 
do the thing. And um, it was unbelievable. I mean, it, it, this poor guy, I don't know. Then they threw him back in the stands. And <laughs> I look over, and here is the trainer. Uh, he's up in the stands, and he's punching at this guy. It was unbelievable. So we run all over. We were all off in the stands. It was pictured the paper the next day of uh, in the Harrisburg paper. and didn't have a paper in, in Hershey. First of all, they had a picture of us in the stands. And I think it, they, hockey news has run it a couple of times. So, yeah, I went up in the stands. So did you go up like the Hanson brothers? Just hop, grab, like, just hop right in there? Everybody just ran right up and did. were you guys punching guys or every boy everybody was punching guys and so you were playing for Springfield. I was playing for Springfield. And you were in Hershey uh, and I was in Hershey. And, and the Hershey and the Hershey Bears. What were they doing? They were just standing watching. They didn't go and, help. They, and didn't, her, they, they didn't go help their fans. No, they didn't. And Hershey won it this year in the American Hockey League. Yeah, Hershey Hershey Bears won Game Seven in overtime against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Yeah, I don't understand that. There, they play in um, Palm Palm Springs, California. Okay, Dad, this is uh, another uh, another question from Facebook. What is the key to the Panthers' success? Have no uh, no one uh, predicted or uh, even seen this coming with them. No, no, and anybody that says they did, they're lying. But they were like uh, L.A. They battle hardened, and every game was they had to win. They had to win every game. If they don't win every game, they 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 don't make it. And they they win and then they win and they win. And when they went into the playoffs, they were battle hardened. As I say, don't you love that name, battle hardened? Yep. And that's exactly how they played. Do you, do you and the, they were a mean club. Yeah. Do you think the Bruins were the opposite? They weren't battle hardened. That's. I remember I kept saying to you when I watched the Bruins, I said, I never saw a team throw a puck around. They'd throw it blind, and there there the guy would be. And that, that's exactly what happened to Boston, that they got too uh, too easy. The league was too easy. And you have to look at Barbowski. I mean, he well, was— Well, like the he, goaltender, too, was, was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, like he—, he he stole what at least two games against the Bruins. Yeah, and he stole at least two or three games against Carolina. You gotta have a goaltender that'll steal a couple of games to get you, and that's exactly what he did. So, Cindy and Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sportsbook. And if you sign up now and use the promo Grapes, they match your deposit up to five hundred dollars. You get ten spins on the big wheel for some big dough, and your first sports bet they'll spot you twenty-five bucks. And I want to thank them for all their help with the Don Cherry Pet Rescue Foundation. Right. They yes. donated about uh, close to $20,000. 20000 $20,000. And if you want to find out more about Don Cherry's Pet Rescue, go to, what is it? What's your website, Sydney? Uh, Don Cherry's Rescue at uh, dot, I think we did an org, dot org. Dot org. Okay. So, Dad, we got the next question is from Tommy Fresh from Twitter. He says, it's becoming more difficult to achieve success in the regular season and the playoffs. There's Boston, you know, first place, set the record out first round. It is two different brands of hockey, and should we make it, and should we be making an effort to make it more similar? Well, first of all, you couldn't have it more similar if you saw all the injuries. That was a mean playoff series. Florida didn't fool around, and neither did, and neither did anybody else. I, I can only tell them what I what I did. I started getting ready for the playoffs, the very end of training camp. I knew this guy wouldn't be any good in the playoffs, even though he'd score a lot of goals. I got criticized, and I just 
Well, I got ready for the play. I, I got ready for the, the playoffs uh, uh, in training camp. So then, let me ask you: Were you aiming? You know, when you were in training camp, did you were you aiming to end up in first spot or not? We ended up in first spot all the time because it was against Buffalo too, and they had a pretty good. They had the French Connection line. That so was were the, you battling for first? Yeah, all, all the, time. the time. Yeah, yeah, and that we were we were in a battle every game. We had we had a battle for first spot. And why was that? Because you got the advantage what at, for the home, home game. Well, you get the home games and. That was funny though. You, we ended up first, and then we played L.A. first round. We got home ice, and then we played Philly, and then we, but Philly got home ice. So I guess it was a different division or whatever. But uh, you must but have had more points. I got to tell. I'll, I told the story before, but I'll, I'll I will tell the story again quickly about Punch Imalak, who was oh. with uh, <laughs> Buffalo, and there was maybe like three games left in the season. And I think we were up by a point or they were up by a point or something like that. Yeah. It was like dead even. And he was at the game in Toronto watching the game. And they were, the Bruins were down 3-1. Down 3-1. And I'm, and with I, about, what, two minutes to go? Oh, a minute and a half to go. So he, 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 le- he left. He left with his wife. And they went to uh, the parking lot just across the street. So, uh, so as he got across the street, the guy said, "Well, that's too bad, Punch. Uh, you know, you'll end up second. No, no, no. He says we're going to end up first. He says we're. They lost. You know. He says no, no. They won. He <laughs> said, they couldn't win. There's no way they could win. Yeah, Bruins won four three. We goes. We left. We, he goes. There's a minute and a half. We were down. They were down three one. <laughs> yeah. And I remember. I told everybody. Everybody. And and, and who's got the goal, Tim? Dougie Hallwork got the first one. It was a defenseman. And Marcotte got one. And Marcotte and uh, Matty Hagman. Matty Hagman. Two of the guys I didn't play. That's right. I said, go ahead. Don't stay back. Just go. Flood the... Flood the and by God, that game, I remember that game. It was like it was yesterday. That put us in first spot. And that, yeah, that's, that's it did. Well, and we never looked back after that. Punch by the time he got over there, the guy said, too bad, you're going to end up in second spot. It was music to my ears. Okay, Dad, this is Ab's fan... From Twitter, and he said Jeffrey Lupel and Scotty Upshaw criticized players for being too soft. Jeffrey Lupel said it's a different athlete now in every sport, and everyone says it. They got more power. They don't handle criticism. Guys will be effing crying if a coach yelled at them. And then Scotty Upshaw on the same podcast called Missing Curfew: If the players if the players cried like they do today, back when I played, they'd be gone. So the question the Abs fan was, who yelled at you the most during your career? And then who did you yell at the most during your coaching career? First of all, I got to say that about the four guys that want to leave Calgary, we, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Jeez, four guys said they're not coming back. Well, everybody's me. gone. Sutter's gone and the GM's gone. So <laughs> The whole team will be gone. Who did who yelled at me? Well, sure, I played for sure. I mean, I mean, anybody who played for sure. I remember, this is a true story. I remember putting on my gloves. I didn't even know he was in the stands. And I put on, put on my gloves and, and I stri- stride out on the ice. And I think it was Welland, Ontario. We asked where I had a camp. And Mr. Cherry, geez, I hadn't even, they called me over. I hadn't even taken a stride yet. You see the way you're skating? Skating, I hadn't. So anyhow, well, tell the time, too, he got mad at you and another guy made you skate. Oh, yeah. yeah. D- Dwayne Rupp and I 
Uh, we skated four hours, and he left. Yeah, I think he forgot. I think he forgot us. We were out there. We were around and around. And you know what? It really hurts when you when you skate when you say is your back. Well, for four hours, I would imagine. Yeah, but your skates, you think your skates too, but but they didn't hurt. But legs didn't hurt. But the back hurt. Didn't Brian Kilray bring you a cup of tea? The, the guys brought us a cup of tea to keep us going. So why did he skate you? I don't know. I may, may, may have been, I, I glanced at the clock. It, it just glanced at it while he was talking to me. And he, and he told me, he told me, he said, the reason that he kept me out there four hours, I don't know what Dwayne Rupp did, but uh, I was because I glanced at the clock. Guilty by association. Jeez, I didn't it? even glance. It was, it was right behind his head. All I had to do was look at his head. Anyhow. So he yelled at you the most. He yelled at me the most. Did Punch yell at you? Like, was a punch a yeller? I remember Punch one time in Cleveland said, Bob Armstrong and thingamabob. <laughs> <laughs> I would go on, and I would go on the ice but because, because, because they called me thingamabob. You know, thingamabob. Yeah, and, uh, very demeaning. And you know what I remember about that? I remember we won that game, and, and in Cleveland, you could pick up the chairs and throw them, and they were throwing them on the ice at us. Really? Yeah, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> just like slap shot. <laughs> just like this, just like a slap shot. So who who did, who would you say you yelled at the most? Hmm. Now let me see. It would have to be. Would have to be in the Boston Bruins. I would say Rick Middleton, be, and I remember Rick Middleton when he played for in uh, 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 Providence. He played for Providence, and. He, they had to introduce him to the goalie at the end of the year. And I, I, I said that to Harry Sinner one time. He asked me, do, do you know you know this guy, Nick Rick Middleton? I said, yeah, Harry, he'll drive you nuts. I said, he knows the, that end of the ice, but he doesn't know the other end of the ice. And the first night, I'm yelling at him, you know, and everything like that, and he gets a hat trick. I mean, what are you going to do when he gets a hat trick? But I still hollered at him. Well, well, you wanted him to back check, right? You, all you, I wa- all I wanted him to do was was to grab to grab somebody, anybody coming back, and watch the points, and watch. Well, I, I go on, but he he at the end he was the guy that you could put on if you're winning three two and it's a face off in your end. Yeah, and when they raised his number to the rafters, yes, he, invi- he invited you down, and you were the the only coach a player on the on on the ice. Yeah, that's funny. I never thought of that. Well, he said he said you made him a complete player. Well, I don't know about that, but anyhow. Okay, Dad, this is a question from Alex uh, from Facebook. In your rookie season, do you remember playing against a player named Camille Henry? Uh, the Camille the Eel Henry. Boy, I'll tell you, do I. He he had me picking up quarters. I'll tell you that. And he was he was a little guy, but boy was he good. When he get fifty goals, and then he, and uh, down in the American Hockey League, and he didn't get called up. Yeah, he won the Rookie of the Year in nineteen fifty four at the Rangers. Then yes. they sent him down to he Providence. Get, to Providence gets fifty goals. Then they don't bring him up, and they send him to Quebec the next year. <laughs> someday I'm we're going to do a story on Doug Harvey, and uh, and Ted Lindsay, how they how they fought for us down in the minor league. Didn't they do much good? It seems, but anyhow. 
Camille Henry, did I play against him? Boy, I picked up a lot of quarters, but I got to tell you one funny story about Camille Henry. Marcel Pronobol, who was a great defenseman for the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and, and many years with Detroit, he couldn't stand it any longer. He'd drive you nuts. He really would drive you nuts. In and out, in and Camille out. Camille Henry, that's why they call him the eel, because he was just he, like You couldn't hit him. You couldn't hit him. He'd hit him, and he'd float around. But anyhow, he couldn't stick it any longer, and he grabbed Camille by the both arms and nailed him against the boards and, and said, all right, now, what are you going to do now, Camille? Where are you going to go now? And Camille kissed him right on the lips. <laughs> 